Welcome to the General Knowledge Podcast. It is a big idea, a new world order. By the military industrial complex. Season 3, Episode 22. Only about two more to go before we wrap it up for the season, boys. And of course, today joined with uh, Andy Soames and Ethan Nash. Ethan, oh my God, Ethan Nash. It's been a long day. (laughs) How are you, Ethan? (laughs) Ethan, I should say. (laughs) I'm good, mate. Good to to be here on a nice Sunday afternoon. Lots going on. Back on the airwaves. That's it, man. You've had a big week pumping out the content as per usual. Um, member week, yes. is it member week that you do this this time of the year, this time of the month, I should say. Yeah, every month. Yeah, yeah. sort of just goes through. Well, you know, I call it member week because I sort of have to balance creating some of that content with you know keeping the public side of the content going as well. You know, yeah. so it takes, you know, it, you when a video comes out, it's generally not just plucked out of nowhere or an article plucked out of nowhere you got to put time into it sort of thing and these are generally big pieces you know much bigger than you see on the normal site and stuff you know designed for people to read over the next month you know to Mm. research and discuss about so pretty big pieces so i just sort of flat out during the end of the month normally yeah that's good i'm actually looking forward to i haven't listened to it yet but i'll do it tomorrow when i'm working it uh your latest uh, food for thought looks very uh, thought provoking, actually. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, mate. Um, yeah, yeah getting awesome, stuck mate. into that whole um, brave new world uh, business once again. It's really everything kind of really just brings back to it, doesn't it? It all just seems to tie right back into it. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely. so so evident. It's right in our face, to be honest. Yeah, and get ready for the Epsilon strain to be unleashed very soon. The the um, I think their official classification now is that they're monitoring this strain, whereas every other strain above that, which is ironically named the same as Huxley's medical caste system of humans, um, you know, get ready for the Epsilon strain to come along. You know, mm. that's how related it is. They're already preparing for the vaccine-resistant re- strain to come along, which is, you know, based off of exact things out of the book mm, yeah there you go um so yeah but no, i'm ex- no, go. excited for 
I was just going to say, but I've always got time for general knowledge podcasts. So, you know, looking forward to chatting about what's going on in the crazy world as yeah. well. Well, what happens over the, the, the fortnight that we sort of have in the gap between? So, um, I was able, well, before I tell you what I've been up to, I'll just say good day to Ando. Big Ando is waiting in the wings. Ando, here you go, man. Hey, buddy. There yeah, is. I'm good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me hanging like Ooh, fucking crickets chirping. <laughs> Uh, you've been you've been just as busy as the rest of us, mate. Uh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit mad, actually. Yeah, yeah, just just the vibe and just the way people are at the moment too is a bit crazy. And, yeah, I've noticed. Um, yeah, a bit more a bit more resistance I've seen lately popping up about uh, you know even just going to the shops without. Well, I've actually seen a lot more people without masks in the shops. But but I went down to the to the butcher the other day, just yesterday actually, and. Uh, it's the first time someone's actually even said to me, oh, have you got your mask? And I just turned around and said, no. And I just kept walking in. But then later on, I had a quick, quick chat to the same girl at the register. And I said, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm actually exempt from mask wearing, mate. So I just didn't want to shout that out to, to you over all the patrons who who turned to stare at me not wearing my mask. You know, trying to make her feel bad for singling me out. <laughs> and then, But then she's like, oh, yeah, we get a lot of people coming in and they just say they've got one when they don't actually have one. I'm like fucking hell like you're a little nazi you are you little bitch but anyway so i just went yeah no look you know you shouldn't probably shouldn't you know, if you see someone it's probably a safe bet to just assume that they've got an exemption and not actually ask you know just putting those kind of words in their ear like stop asking people you know if they don't want to wear them they're not going to wear them yeah. so a little bit more resistance i've seen lately as well i think my wife noticed it as well when she's going to bunnings they'll they'll be like oh just make sure you, you scan in and she's like oh she just pretends to do it of course and they're like yeah yeah good but then they're like oh have you got a mask and she goes no sometimes they'll be just going oh yeah no worries and then now the, the other thing they're doing is they're giving they're pinning the little oh i'm exempt from face masks little thing they give you a little thing to stick on your clothes and she's just like i'm not fucking wearing it just puts it back on the table and walks off like that's what they want but yeah it's just you know reminiscent of the old uh, yellow star on the jews uh, during world war Two, but um yeah, <laughs> to trying to identify who they are. It's like, fuck me. Jesus, getting a bit fucking stingy, the old bunnies there, letting people, you know, not, not wear the masks and stuff. It's like, just leave them alone. You know, if they don't want to wear them, they're not going to wear them. You can't ask them. Anyway, but I've noticed, yeah, there's a bit more bit more of that going on, Andy. People getting a bit fucking angry about the whole thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, it's just amazing still the level of compliance. Like, it still never ceases to amaze me. The amount of people I see checking in there, to, like they go and pe- just fill up with petrol and then they'll go and check in at the service station. I'm like, you, you're literally in there for about 20 seconds to pay and you're gone. Why would you even bother? You know, it's fucking ridiculous. They're so, yeah, they're just trained to do it. And that's what, I think I shared that thing or you talked about it in a previous episode as well, where it, to, to form that behavior in a person, it only takes like two weeks of constant bombardment of telling them to do it and making sure they do it and reinforcing that type of behavior and after about two weeks, it just becomes ingrained in the person, you know, and then that's when they start doing it. It's quite interesting, actually, and it's very evident. That's, you know, now that, we, and when they say, you know, oh, we're going to relax the mask restrictions and you don't have to wear them outside anymore and only indoors, you still see people wearing it, driving in the car by themselves or walking around the street, still wearing masks. Like, what are you doing? They just told us you don't have to wear it. But no, no, it's just part and parcel of their, um, of their, you know, putting clothes on in the morning these days. They just put the mask and you know around the chin and wear it around their chin until they have to put it on their mouth or something. Oh, it just, it just it bewilders me that people are so compliant, mate. You're right. Um, and you know, like I just, I have to stop myself from getting a bit like 
agitated or actually angry about it, you know. And mm. um, I've been having some anger management issues lately. Ooh, Ando. <laughs> Big Ando's firing up. But you know this is your outlet. You got anger, you fucking let it go on here, mate. We love it. <laughs> love, in. love hearing Big Ando fire up. Oh, man. I think I might fire up. Yeah, you might be able to whip me up, but man, seriously, yeah. Well, you, you know, like I walk the dog every morning, and like you know, the amount of people that are passing in the opposite direction, wearing a mask, walking their dog, and it's just one like little thing. It's early in the morning. It's a fresh air out there and stuff like that. Man, it just does my head in. It absolutely does my head in. It's like they like doing it now. Do you get that vibe that people just? Not only do they like you, there's the there's the two classes there's the people who will wear it you know if they if they have to wear it they'll wear it they feel and they'll wear it under the nose so that their nose isn't covered so you look at them you're like oh well I can clearly tell you don't want to wear it but you're doing it because you feel like you you have to or you'll get in trouble or something and then you've got the other class of people that will put that thing on as soon as they roll out of bed in the morning and cover their whole face you know what I mean from the eyeballs to right underneath the chin and they love it you know and you can barely tell you can barely get them out of a mask these people. I think there's that, yeah. and then there's of course the rest of us who just don't fucking wear the things. Yeah. Have you ever like? I don't know. I've, it's happened to me a few times now, but like, I'm passing someone in a in a um, like shopping center or or on on a pathway or something like that, and they actually get their mask and press it like they like they bring their hand up. Yeah. They see me coming in the opposite direction. Yeah, and, if they like, feel like they need it on they, tighter. They, yeah, they press their hand across their, their mask and yeah. press it into their face as they pass you. Yeah, they're like, oh, I can't let any fresh air get in when this guy passes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that that right there is some sort of mental sickness right there. Oh, yeah, they're gone. Those people are gone. There's no yeah. hope for them, mate. Yeah. They are dead set the Ethan's epsilons, mate. That's who they are. But, and yeah. I think the actual psychological operation has sort of worked on humanity's overall fear of things whatever it is in their head like whatever's going on and this is the end result that you see that it's brought out into the physical in front of your face now this is how it's demonstrated mm. and um i see just fearful people um using the, the whole mask thing to actually hide their body hide their face hide behind it right because they don't want to face what's outside it so it's it's completely psychological the hunt you know from start to finish you know yeah and it's just so obvious now well i've been i've actually been doing a little bit of reading on um this this because it's been it it always interests me the psychology of all the shit going on it it always interests me in whatever's happening in the world of course the moment it's the covid madness the covid covid clown show but um i i'm quite fascinated in the conformity aspect of it, right? Where people, you know, they, they, they all, there's those people, like I sort of split them up into the groups. There's us that will, will not conform. There's people that will do it because they feel they have to or peer pressure to do it or because the rest of the group is doing it. And then there's the people who are the dead set believers in it and will, they conform no matter what because they're simply told to do it. So they'll just do it. You know, there's these, you can sort of split them up into different groups. Uh, but I've been, I posted something just the other day. It's called, it was referred to as the Ash conformity experiments done in the 1950s by uh, this psychologist uh, named Solomon Ash and 
he basically found that people were willing to ignore reality and give in to an incorrect answer in these studies he was doing just in order to conform to the rest of the group. It was very interesting stuff. So I've been doing a bit of reading on it now. I'm going to kind of tie that in. Going to do a, I'm actually going to do a bonus show uh, for the listeners out there. And we're going to talk about this particular aspect as well as things like the, the Milgram experiments. Um, you know, I, back in the beginning, I did uh, one of the episodes on the Stanford prison experiment. You know, that was another study on, on um, social groups and all that sort of stuff and how they react to each other when, when some are given power and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do a, a bonus show. I was going to try and do one tonight, but I might do it tomorrow now for the, for the bonus guys. Um, so if you're interested in that sort of thing, yeah, please, please jump over and have a listen. Um, yeah, but it's fascinating. I find it really interesting, uh, this sort of stuff. It's, Gets me going, gets the juices flowing. Yeah. yeah, but I, uh, I actually had, had a bit of a time. Like the last two weeks, I was, you know, it all gets a bit. Yeah, you, know, you kind of need to re- recharge the batteries and reset. And luckily, I don't know how he managed to pull it off. But back in January, me and a, and a group of um, guys, like my brother and guys I went to school with and stuff, and worked with back in you know, years and years ago, we all still keep in touch. And every year we try and do a boys' weekend away. And back in January, we organised it for last weekend like it was that far in advance because we wanted to book this place up in noosa and have like you know three nights up there and really long weekend and just relax and shit and they wanted to (laughs) they wanted to go to new south wales somewhere like northern rivers and have a boys weekend away um like way back then i I said to the guys i'm like nah i don't think we're going to be able to go into new south wales uh around that time of year and like bang called it like they're all like Jesus, Lee, thanks for let, not letting us book it in New South Wales. I'm like, no shit, guys. Like, far out. You can see that one coming. Anyway, so we ended up booking it up in Noosa and we, we stayed up there. So it was good to kind of just get away and, and just relax and just fucking get on the piss with the boys and, you know, not really do too much. I actually didn't even get on Facebook uh, for like two days. Or oh, I did one day, the first day I got there. But the next two days, I stayed away from Telegram and Facebook and just kind of just needed to step back a bit, you know. I wasn't really doing much research on stuff and... Uh, I think I only sent you guys one message that came through, which I thought was very interesting. But uh, actually, I might just quickly bring that up now, isn't it? I thought it was quite fascinating. Um, I think I put it in our little our little chat group. Uh, one of my friends, his sister is an Ambo. You probably probably remember me saying this to you. This is the message that <clears throat> that he sent me that he got from her. So he goes. From my sister, who is a Queensland ambulance officer based on the Gold Coast, and she lives at Tweed Heads. And he goes, get this out there if you can. It's just unbelievable. So his sister says, I just found out that come the end of my shift, I'm indefinitely unemployed as I'm deemed, as I'm no longer deemed essential, despite getting the forced last minute vaccine. Sweary face emoji. And then she says, uh, there's a few more people dying uh, due to no resources to respond and there are around 30 of us, which equates to about 8% of the workforce. Great for the community where, uh, when there are literally already people dying due to the gross lack of resources. So not only is there already a gross lack of resources, she's saying, but she, an ambulance officer, has been told she's indefinitely unemployed as, as of the end of that shift because she's not deemed essential. And she's a fucking ambulance officer. Like, how maddening is this? You know what I mean? And then they're, they're saying that, you know, she's saying people are are basically dying because there's no resources to respond to the calls for emergency. I mean, far... Ethan, I might just get your take on that. When you hear stuff like that, and that, this is shit that's actually going on, and this is confirmed from a, a friend of mine who's, who's an, his sister's an ambulance officer. Like, this is like... 
you know, not exactly firsthand, but it's a very good source of mine. He's a good mate of mine. And this is the shit we're going through, Ethan. Like, doesn't that just make you angry when you hear shit like that? An ambulance officer, not essential. Yeah, that's it, General. And it's very, uh, you know, your report from your, the text message that you sent through, you know, mm-hmm. it paints a picture of what's really going on on the ground, you know, that's not painted by the media. A lot of things that are happening. I remember I saw a video at the border. One uh, nurse was denied coming over the border, so she was throwing uh, blood packs out the back of her car over the border to the medical staff that were just standing over the little Great Wall of Coolangatta, which wow. is, you know, just the little tiny barricades, but the police wouldn't let this nurse in, so she had to throw all of these extra blood packs that were in her boot of her car that she'd brought over just from the other medical facility you know, that was 10 minutes away because they've got a few that um, sort of contradict themselves over each side of the border in that area. So it, it paints a picture of what's going on. And now they've said that uh, down there, it's going to be closed until we reach a 70% vaccination rate, General. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what our authorities have said, which they estimate will be at the end of October. So we have at least another 10 weeks with the border shut. And stories like that, um, you know, occurring. Mm, isn't that amazing? Like, and and is anyone challenging <laughs> the, the legality of this as well? Like, since when can a health directive come through and say, "Oh, we should close a border of our nation," not not even be able to cross a border? I mean, like, I'm pretty sure it goes against our constitution that says, you know, um, passage through all the borders is free in the, in, the, in the states you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not exactly quoting verbatim now i'm paraphrasing of course but um yeah i mean is anyone challenging the legality of this it's just crazy but they just get away with it they just do it because they yeah. want to do it and then all of a sudden they like you said the great wall of cool and Gatta arises and it's of course just the, like you said the old concrete barricades across the roads and in the areas you're allowed to cross. But I mean, a mate of mine said, yeah, he's got friends who live down there. And he goes, all they do, he goes, they've got, some of them are quite lucky because they've got a car that's registered in Queensland. So they'll park that car near the beach area. They'll drive their New South Wales registered car towards the beach area, walk along the beach, jump in the Queensland car and off they go. Thanks, babe. Got a beer delivery there. Beautiful. Um, Cheers. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's that's one of the ways that these people are actually getting away from being stuck. Of course, not everyone can do that, but yeah, uh, they're not actually patrolling the beaches and, and you know they're not barricading the beaches and saying you can't walk across. But that's one way to to literally stroll across the border is to simply go around the roads and just 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 walk along the beach and you're in Queensland. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why they announced that they're going to. Put um, the Australian Defence Force down there now for because there's so much non-compliance with the, uh, the the fake border that they've got there to to reinforce should be coming in next week and it's just crazy what's going well, on. That's... The Queensland Police Service said last night they put up a post. You know, people are aware. People, please be aware of protest activity at the Gold Coast border this weekend. You know, mm, and they're that. just like putting out there's going to be criminal terrorists down at the border this weekend. You know, like just crazy. Well, that's another thing too. Since when can a premier of a state call upon the military? You know what I mean. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure only the um, the prime minister has the power to, or the I think he's saying the prime minister that has the power to to call on the military in certain situations. You know, like 
Um, does that mean that the military have power of arrest over citizens? Like, what's the deal? It's just, it's just everything is getting so out of hand over something which we talked about in the last episode, which is completely baseless. You know, none of it is based in fact. And we've proven time and time again, this, this thing isn't real. There is no virus. There is no COVID-19. There is no SARS-CoV-2. We've gone over this so many times that we're bringing, you know, bashing our heads against the wall here. So I don't know. I don't know what's left to to try and you know. Where do you go? I don't understand, boys. Where do we go from here in terms of trying to to turn this around? I mean, I don't see this getting any better anytime soon. Like you've said, we're they're given till um, what was it October sometime. So we got another ten week, whatever it was, ten weeks of this or some shit. Um, no, less than that. Or was it ten weeks? Can't remember now. Um, yeah, about eight to ten weeks anyway of, of more of this sort of border closure nonsense. Uh, I don't know where we go from here, guys, guys, to get out of this. Um, we seem to be a bit stuck. I mean, in Queensland, we're, of course, you know, less restrictions and they keep, oh, they've extended, of course, the you got to wear masks bullshit again for another two weeks um, because, you know, one or two cases, cases, again, popped up. Um, but they're going to keep, keep stringing that along. Remember, folks, I think it's September 27th that the state of emergency declaration in Queensland runs out again. Um, so they're probably going to do that right in time for the, uh, footy finals, which they'll have up in Queensland. Once the, fi- I've said this already, once the final, the footy finals are done in Queensland, because of course all the, uh, National Rugby League games are being done in Queensland. Uh, once that's over and done with, we'll be locked down again after that. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> that's what I reckon anyway. Yeah. 20, 29th of August, 2021. Well, Mark that's that today. Down, you mean people. September? No, September, not August. No, I meant today. Mark that. Oh, down. sorry, mark, mark the day. Yeah. Heard <laughs> yeah. it first. on this date, folks. Yeah. Um, so it's on record for, this, <laughs> for a future cut out of a sound bite. We'll cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me just write the time down. Twenty sec. Twenty minutes in. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, actually, while I'm at it, too, guys, I wanted to thank um, uh, the listeners too. We get a lot of support from the listeners. Um, so big shout out to all you guys out there who are. Uh, yeah, a lot of people send us emails and you know little links and uh, videos. They're like, "Have you seen this yet?" Or you should pass this around. Or you know, constantly getting um, contact from from folks out there. But I just want to say, don't don't think you can't do it. Uh, even if you don't get a reply from us or whatever, um, we obviously do get a lot of contacts and a lot of people. Sometimes the stuff you sent us, we may have already talked about. It, we may have already shared it. So um, you know what I mean. Like I know some people can't go back and look through back catalogs and, and find out again, but. Feel free to keep sending stuff through to us. Don't feel like you don't, and feel like we're you know not being uh, being rude and not getting back to you guys. We definitely love the contacts uh, from you guys there. And Ethan, have you got a special contact um, or the best way for people to reach you? Uh, is it via your website? Do you think if they've got something to send you? Uh, yeah, best ways via email. Uh, contact at tottnews.com. That's the best email because the Facebook page just gets flooded um, with inboxes and all of that type of stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. try to keep up with Instagram, but you know, it's just, I think email's a bit better because I'm constantly monitoring that all day. You know, like it's part of my, a part of my work cycle through the day as opposed to social media, you know? Yeah, I agree actually too. So that's probably one of the easiest ways to get me as well. Send it through to, I'm editor at realnewsaustralia.com. So feel free to contact us that way, guys. Um, I just want to put that out any there hot, for the folks. Any hot tips? Yeah. Any hot yeah, any hot news tips, send them, send them our way, folks. Actually, a lot of the articles that have uh, gone up, or one of the articles that have gone up lately, 
over at realnewsaustralia.com. Uh, that was information via a hot tip. Uh, so I had one of our one of our supporters and listeners uh, who was able to send through some information with regards to the unions. Um, he, he was uh, he was a bit of inside information there as well. So big thanks to uh, to that person for, for passing that on. Uh, it was an article titled "Unions Turn Their Back on Workers Who Want Freedom of Choice." Um, there's, I think there's only about four, Ethan, that I've seen, uh, which I think you wrote about those four, the um, CFMEU, the Queensland Builders, whatever it is. They're the ones that are backing their workers to have freedom of choice and not have to have this mandatory jab to, to have a job. Um, whereas the majority of unions, which is about 50-odd separate unions, trades and labor councils across Australia, which is represented by the ACTU, the Australian Council of Trade Unions, um, they are wholeheartedly backing the government's opinion um, and saying that they are backing the uh, health directives. So if they say you should mandate vaccines, they're supporting the mandate of vaccines and not backing their workers to have freedom of choice. So um, make sure you guys go and check out that, you listeners. I'll put a link in the show notes for that latest piece as well if you haven't missed it. But it's quite telling. Basically, they've turned their back. Uh, SPC in Australia, I don't think we talked about that yet, but um, yeah, they, um, one of the, well, other than the airlines, that's one of the first businesses to mandate the COVID vaccines for all staff and visitors to the property as well. So, yeah, it's kind of dark days ahead. I hope people stick to their guns and, and not fall for that kind of coercion and say, well, that's not in my employment contract, so you can't do anything about that. Uh, and if you fire me, I will be suing you. That's what you guys should be doing and seeking legal advice. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, ridiculous. Andy, um, did you catch that when I when I published that? You obviously heard um, that there is basically no support from from unions to back workers with regards to mandatory vaccines. Uh, that's right. Yeah, look, uh, I think the unions, coupled with the um, Australian Labor Party, are completely complicit to the whole whole mm. thing. Lining their pockets, um, mate. I, I, Look, it's just it's it's like trying to ask Palaszczuk for you know some sort of leniency uh, in regards to the scamdemic. It's ridiculous. And the, in anyone anyone in business, especially the transport industry or anything like that, would know that the um, ALP and the unions are um, very very closely linked. In fact, I'm absolutely sure that the trade unions and the uh, uh, construction unions. Um, basically own Palaget and the um, Australia, the Queensland government. Mm. I have absolutely zero faith in these people whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. And this is where, if look, if the unions aren't going to back workers, workers just need to hold a meeting and just do it themselves. Just be like, well, you know, we're going to band together and form our own independent union or something, you know, and um, set the standard, you know, just stand up for each other because a good listener of ours, Addy, um, you know, he's... His missus is a teacher down in New South Wales, and what have they just been mandating uh, in New South Wales? They come out saying, uh, as of I think November eighth is the deadline in New South Wales. They are saying that uh, all teachers uh, must have at least one of the doses of the vaccines by um, by November eighth. Um, so then, think think the come the last term or during that last term or starting the the new term in the in the new year that uh, all they want all teachers to be um mandatory well, mandatorily vaccinated for covid-19 it's just unbelievable i don't know we we we've obviously been chatting about it in our, i don't know if you've seen it all andy in the, in the telegram chat there but um 
Yeah, he's not happy about it. It's um, going to be tough on families that don't want to do it. So we're sort of recommending, yeah, you got to band together, find other teachers, other because uh, you know, the teachers' union isn't going to back you. They're, they're part of the ACTU as well. They're not going to back you in regards to your freedom of choice. You've got to band together with other teachers and a whole bunch of you have got to get together and basically, you know, tell them you're going to strike and just not turn up or, you know, hold your ground, do something. Uh, whatever you do, don't quit. Just don't resign. That's the... The only thing you, you shouldn't do, definitely don't resign because they can't do anything about it. Uh, Andy's been posting some information in the uh, chat here. Actually, I wanted to talk about it as well, guys. So that's the next thing on the agenda for uh, in Australia here. We've all probably seen the information. It came out, I think, last weekend. Um, that one thing I did notice while I was away, there was a message come through saying that the uh, all Australian truckies were uh, being urged to do a blockade. Um now, that was set for Tuesday, I'm pretty sure, the 31st. But, uh, Andy, talk us through what's, what's, the, what's the news now. What are you seeing now? You've got a few, a few images with regards to these uh, uh, truckies, look, mate. What's my, new? My, yeah, my brief little uh, look into the thing. I, I think that they've probably tried to jump the gun with the, um, the government. Because uh, the government police and, and all of these things are expecting action to happen on Tuesday. I think they've um, covertly sort of like um, slipped it forward a day to try and maybe get ahead of authorities. Um, that's what it feels like to me. So the um, action action day will be happening tomorrow, the um, 30th apparently. So we shall see, but it's certainly looking that way. Well, I'll get your take on it first of all before I head over to Ethan for his opinion, but Good or bad? Is this a good thing? Is are we or are we just playing into their hands? Are they going to use this as an excuse to come down on us harder, or you know, is supporting these uh, truck drivers in doing this blockade to put a bit of pressure on the government, uh, all these trucking bodies at the very least, you know, because they're fighting for freedom of choice in their own jobs. But uh, to be honest, I think they're actually backing most of Australia. They don't want to see people forced into any medical procedure, you know, or coerced into taking these vaccines. So what's your opinion? Is, is this a good thing uh, or is it a bad thing? What's what's your take on it, man? Um, look, I just, I don't see what, a, what is left. Is in regards to protests and for fighting for our freedoms, I really don't see what's left, actually. I think it's a good thing. I think, I think it's something that um, will certainly bring um, the nation to a halt and bring this whole... Um, scamdemic, to, you know, right under the table, right under people's noses, and and like and like one of the you know truckies that sort of put on the video and that sort of thing. They they do intend to shut down the the economy and the country. Uh, I mean, fairly briskly, but it, at their own pace. And um, and basically, the agenda or the the movement is we'll shut down this country. At, at our calling and we'll shut it down until the government is removed or some serious, serious um, uh, changes, you know, plans to remove this, yeah, unravel the scandemic actually like happens, you know. Um, so, yeah, no, it, I, I think the people taking this into their own hands rather than the government having it all their way the whole time, I think it's a good thing, man. Um, because we're just getting to the point where there's not much left. There's not going to be much left. Mm. There, um, I agree, actually, Andy, because 
Uh, before I throw to you, Ethan, I just wanted to quickly chime in. I think enough of this, there's been too much inaction. I mean, going to a park and rallying with people and like-minded folks, yeah, it's all well and good and you feel good and you can network and all that sort of stuff. Has it achieved anything? No, I don't think it actually has. Not in terms of having anything changed for the better in our society with regards to all the madness happening now. No, it hasn't done anything, to be honest. Um, uh, So too much inaction. There hasn't been any actual action. And this is action. This is actually something that's going to have... Um, definitely a, a trickle down effect. You know, whether it's it, it may it look we may feel the pinch of this. It may drive some prices up. It might do something like that. But it's going to show that we are capable of actually doing something like this and causing such disruptions to everything. You know what I mean? Like the supply chain. If you hit the what are, what do they do in wartime? You know what I mean? Either side will always go for the supply chain. You know what I mean? You take out the supply chain and you will cripple the uh the enemy basically um uh, does that mean we are the enemy no it means that the this this madness running the country is the enemy and that's who they i think they're actually really trying to target and trying to shake loose um but i agree i think it's a good thing ethan let's let's cross over to you man um you don't have to you don't have to conform but i I am interested to know your actual opinion brother is this blockade this uh trucky blockade going to be a good thing or a bad thing for us yeah, General, it's an interesting thing that's uh, coming up next week. Uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes with all of these rumours and speculations out there. Uh, but I think it's, first of all, I think it's important to note that, you know, I don't think that's the direct intent of the truck drivers to cause disruption to the national supply chain, you know. As, otherwise, if people start seeing it like that, then it's going to be painted as an act of domestic terrorism. Mm. You know, it should be these people are just doing holding a strike like the toll workers did they're pulling up their trucks and if there is a unfortunate effect to the supply chain then you know that is the the trickle down result of them not getting their workers rights you know they're not breaking the law they're just going against maybe their contract you're supposed to be in sydney tomorrow with this delivery and they don't do that you know i don't think a lot of people have this language that these truckies are going out there you know to to do that type of stuff and it might be the case subconsciously and, and as we all know in our heads that there, there is a greater war going on but you know i think that you know that language might start to get them in trouble if they start thinking that way that it's just you know we're causing a blockade and you, until you know these types of things because a lot of queenslanders you know a lot of these truckies are just upset that they have to get the first jab to come into queensland which mm-hmm. most of the trucks are coming in you know what i mean i don't think they want to bring down government and have them removed and all this stuff they just want these rights restored to them especially with how much testing they have to go through and how many mm. three you know, a week, how they're sure. subjected to board. yeah there's the head of the queensland truck association told the abc some are getting several a week because of wait times because they take like four days to come back you know, there's just delays at the border and, and these people are getting tested multiple times a week and now they have to have their first dose to come into Queensland. You know, I don't blame some of these truckies for being angry and if if they are looking to mobilise to, to cause, you know, a, a, you know, just a, a blockade or whatever they're trying to do, then I think that it's the closest thing that we've had to real protest action in this country uh, thus far, General. I think you make a good point there. Mm. You know, I've always been, I put up that article on the website about Gandhi and his efforts of non-violent resistance. You know, there's, it's all fun and good to just gather in a park and, 
you know, sell a few T-shirts and, and walk through the city. But, you know, just small things could completely change that, you know, going out at night time with candles and sitting in the middle of the road, making sure that squad that is shooting up at people instead of charging them, you're sitting there with candles. They have to then go and take away peaceful protesters one by one and then you feel that you know all of these gandhi techniques that actually do something that actually help the perception of how you're going to be painted in the media because you're just sitting there with candles you know even a dumb mass will be like well that's a bit far dragging them all off the road type thing Mm, mm. you know i I think that that what we're doing now is is very ineffective in terms of you know instead of marching through a city people should be just be marching to another state march to the coast like gandhi did you know don't stay in your area let just walk you know see if they're going to stop mm. the whole what if queensland and new south wales met up somewhere you know what i mean just walked like gandhi did but there's i think that this is you know if, if people want to do protest action then this is probably the closest thing that we've got so far to to instigating change and i respect the um the truckies that are standing up for for their rights you know it's funny guys and i'll throw this back to you i had this discussion with someone on twitter the other day they're saying oh you support these truckies that are going to go out and cause harm to the economy and are domestic terrorists and they're choosing to do this you know for unjust reasons because they won't get a vaccine and i said well hey it's very funny how everyone's for no jab, no job, but then as soon as it starts to affect them and the people that don't want the jab say, well, screw this job then, and it starts to affect you, now you have a problem with no jab, no job? I thought you were supporting their decision to not do this. Mm. If that decision implies that you get less food because their industry's in shambles, well, you called for this. You were the ones that called for this, so it's not me. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah, I love I love how you, you you're good at picking that out and um, flipping it on its head and putting it right back in the face of of those people who are yeah supporting these ridiculous movements of no jab you know no jab no job no jab no pay blah 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 all those um, and yeah, yeah flipping it flipping it on its head because you, you, we kind of have to do that that's something that needs to be done they I'm sick of them you know taking hold of these narratives and using them as weapons against us and it's so good to be able to flip them on their head but you're absolutely right. Um, they'll only, and I think I hear, um, if you guys have listened to many of Adam, uh, Adam's podcast at the Kras Files and he has, uh, Donna on with him, Ion Oz, they do that segment and she talks about her neighbor, he goes, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. You know, I'm not affected by it, so I don't care. But then, you know, like even, I think even she was able to prove that it's going to affect him and does still doesn't give a shit, but, um, Maybe that's just him, but I mean, it, she at least turned it back on him and has been able to prove now, well, this is going to affect you. You know what I mean? What do you think of it now? Um, you know, they, some people can either remain silent or maybe they start to go, oh, yeah, man, I might need to reconsider my position there. I shouldn't have supported it in the first place. You know, <laughs> that's uh, it. Well, what's, you know, it's going to start to affect you. We're seeing Canada businesses are struggling, that are reopening, that are enforcing segregation. You know, we're seeing that happen in France. People just having picnics in front of the empty, yes. half empty businesses with no business. You know what I mean? That it's, they're starting to realize now that they're, you know, following of this agenda is is coming back to hurt them because the the people that are in power, the people that are running this show, they're they're not out to care for anyone during this. This is agenda twenty thirty, complete destruction, remodel, great reset of everything. And if you've got a business, you know, you're gonna feel the hardship from this, you know, and, and that's what's we're seeing. That's what we're seeing with this manufactured divide. 
but what what do we do you know not do anything you know i think that this is all we can do is is do these types of things and try to show that um you know it's going to affect them but as you said general even if they could be shown it they might not give a crap until it finally starts to affect them and that seems to be a common theme with this whole new world order agenda people yeah. aren't going to realize till it's right in their face mate yeah some 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 people they're just too far gone you know they don't even when it's right in their lap and, and it probably is affecting them they stay will still oh well whatever you know like fuck then you're gone forget well, about you well i said this I said this, mate, on the you'll you'll enjoy the latest um, food for thought segment that I said. But I've one of the points I made that there's a strange, uh, as you said, people are enjoying this in a weird way now. There's like a strange uh, masochistic love to the pain, to the darkness that's sort of been engineered, you know, through the normalization of depressive music and depressive movies and suicide and emo culture through the 2000s and stuff. I think people, as you said, put their masks on and as long as they've got what they perceive as a purpose, a, a, a rudimentary job, some people around them that are their friends, you know, they think that that's their reality. Yeah, they'll and accept whatever is given to them. Yeah. That's it. And they secretly, you know, they're, they're, you, you'd think to yourself, and we say it all the time, how can businesses have their businesses destroyed and just go through this stuff? Well, maybe, you know, these people are completely gone. You know, they're Glutton not capable of yeah. suffering. Yeah, they're yeah. not capable of even thinking like that. Well, so that's what. Look at look at my picture. Look at my Facebook profile picture. Govern me harder, Daddy. That's what I. That's why I put it there. I'm like just trying to fucking shove it in people's faces. You know, when they see it, like this is you, dickheads. You're the ones that are fucking going for this thing. So that's why I've got that. You know, it's got the. Yeah, you've you've seen the the profile picture, obviously. Yeah. And I think I included yeah. it in the show notes for um, episode twenty, I believe. Yeah. Got the person with the QR code on the head, vaccines going into them, mask on, but with the ball gag in as well. Govern me harder, daddy. That's basically what we're going through, and that's yeah, that seems to be what these people are all about, unfortunately. That's it. So we don't. Uh, I think you know Andy talks you know a lot about getting angry and stuff, and I, everyone's feeling a lot of emotions right now. I try to just reinforce this fact that these people aren't like us. You know, you shouldn't yeah. have an emotional attachment to these people that. You know, maybe this was what was designed for them the whole time and they're actually proving the people doing it to them right because yeah. their whole plan was let them do it to themselves. Oh, so, unfortunately, we yeah. paint a terrible picture, but it is the reality. Well, it's you know, it's trying to enlighten people. I know, Don't, I know. It's just know, a, it's an unfortunate, not so terrible, it's an, it's an unfortunate picture, unfortunately. That's how it is right now. But yeah. again, we but, are painting know, that to wake people up, yeah. Exactly, you know, like as opposed to someone saying to me, you know, it's terrible, man, I'm seeing everyone around me getting vaxxed and it's just horrible and they're in their own mental hell, which I've had a couple of emails from, mm. you know, just changing your perspective a little bit, you know, it might be an unfortunate realisation once you realise, but it can also be turned into something really empowering once you realise that you're not like these people and you start to ask, why am I not like these people? Why do I have eyes to see and they don't? You can turn it into something really positive that disconnects yourself from what's happening to these people, I believe. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that on top as well. No, it's a good point. And I, I, again, I love when you add that extra bit on the end because we got to, yeah, you have to turn around and um, reevaluate how we're looking at this thing. It's, um, I, I often... you're right. It's, un, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It but, is. you know, we, we've got to pick the lesser of the two evils, sort of. You know, there's no. You know, it's very hard to find some sort of light to this. You know, we've yeah. got to <laughs> I'd I often, rather pick the unfortunate. 
Yeah, absolutely. I often, and I wonder if you guys feel the same. Andy, chime in if you if you feel the same as well. But do you often just have the thought that pops in your head and goes, "Well, you know, I'm not wearing masks. I'm not getting this fucking jab. You know, I'm going to look looking after myself and my family, and all these other one, all these other people around us are all getting it. You know, and like I I I literally sit there and think, you know, when I hear these people. I just went to have my daughter at tennis the other day. You know, they're all saying, oh, yeah, I got mine. I struggled to get my jab. I couldn't find anywhere that gives it. I'm just sitting there going, oh, my fucking God, I'm surrounded by idiots. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, the timer has now has started. You guys are now on an absolute, like, the clock is ticking. Like, I actually wonder how long these people around me who are getting vaxxed are going to be here for. You know, I think, fuck, is, is it, you know, is it two weeks, a month, three months, two years, like, Come 2030, is it is there literally only going to be us pretty much healthy, unvaxxed, unmasked type of people that's going to be left in this country? Like, I kind of wonder if, you know, is that part of the plan? Is, I mean, so the, the people who are smart enough to be here and not fall for this shit are going to be the ones to inherit what's really going, you know, inherit, inherit the earth, basically. You know, I kind of, those thoughts pop into my head and I just wonder if you guys kind of think this, the same sort of thing, like... Yeah, everyone else has got that that clock ticking, and we kind of don't. Like, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be the ones left uh, left over at the end of this. Um, you know, when the music stops, we'll be we'll be the ones sitting in a chair, basically. Um, I don't That's know. I just it. I wanted to think. Have you ever felt the same? Like, do you kind of have those thoughts pop in your head as well? Like, we're gonna be yeah, the general. Ones, yeah, yeah, that's. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what my latest chat's about, General. You know, you're yeah. gonna love that. It's crazy timing, crazy sync. You know, yeah. that's um, okay. awesome. John John the Bond. John the Bond fo- first posted that um, type of premise in 2018. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time. You know, this whole plan. Are we really the targets of this? Are the people that run the show really our enemies? What is an enemy? Who are we? You know, there's always a perceived good behind any action psychologically. You know, there's some deep questions that are that are being asked as to, um, you know, what are the true intentions of the mm. eugenics agenda? You know, yeah, and I th- I think are we going to be the ones that are rewarded because we weren't dumb enough to fall for the stupid, you know, the plan of the everyone else, you know, being cold and all that sort of stuff? And you know, like I said, when the music stops, we're the ones sitting in a chair. You know, like, is that part of the plan? And and we're going to be the ones that are going, you know, awesome, mm-hmm. you know, good on us. We're, you know, we're going to be the ones left to thrive and survive. Like, yeah. Yep. Well, that's it, mate. The survival of the fittest, mate. They well, started yeah, it with a... evolution. Thomas Huxley. This is, this is how they get rid of the dead wood in their eyes. Mm. But these the thing is a lot of people. This is where the crazy part of the argument comes in. Is like a lot of people will perceive that as evil you know you can't play god and do this type of stuff to people you know but in their mind they believe they're doing the right thing if that is the argument that we're talking about you see so it's and it's everything's definitely not black and white as it seems mate it's not and yeah i can i can see why people would think that but in yeah I feel like we're doing what we can to, to bring as many more people on our side so that they've got a chair left at the end of the you know when the music stops um but the rest of you, what else can you do? We've tried, you know what I mean? We've tried to help them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's our purpose. <laughs> I think that's our purpose, mate. You know, you asked earlier in the episode, oh, what do we do now to turn it around? I don't think that um, it's up to us to turn it around. I don't think it can be turned around. Maybe we have a different role, you know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. our role is we should be focusing on what the new world's going to be looking like right now. 
Interesting. Interesting. I love these deep thoughts, boys. Uh, Andy, chime in. <laughs> chime in. It. Yeah, it's good. Andy, what's your thoughts uh, on those kind of that conversation, mate? I always like listening to um, what Ethan has to say with that. He's, he's got it's such deep. a good mind, man. It's yeah, like it's, it's uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're above and beyond people your age. That's absolutely for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, uh, I mean, I I think it's all it's all of it's just a business plan, and it's all a business. Um, it's a money. It's a dirty money business. Well, it's like, it's well, let like me, gun if, running. In, it's like selling in that drugs. Train of thought, Ando. Sorry to interrupt you. Where do we sit then right. in that business plan? What's our role? Um, I don't think, as far as the um, whoever's running this shit show, I don't think they give us stuff about. I don't think we're even really even on their radar. Actually, in in the grand scheme of things, really, I mean, what this does like using obviously using pharmaceuticals to to bring down a society um and it's not only pharmaceuticals it's a state of fear and um even in the awakened community you haven't got like um like a mentally healthy community um going on here it's a still a, it's a state of fear and a state of fear brings un, unwellness and unhealth even to people who don't have a vaccine or, or genome therapy, as it should be called. Um, so it's a depression of a of of a worldwide society, you know. Um, so collectively, uh, really, we're all caught into into the matrix. We're all caught into the trap of basically progressing towards you know the twenty thirty agendas that are clearly spelt out for you. Um, you know, if I was Doctor Evil, like, I, you know, you couldn't even like think of like even a more evil brilliant sort of like plan but it is a plan nonetheless and i think it's designed to capture everyone um until a like a like a collective consciousness can can really rise up above this stuff because i i think i think the fear thing um and the collective fear thing is really probably the most destructive um side of what's going on and it's driving people towards these vaccines it's so it's so odd um you know the way I think to see it, but um, they just throw their arms up and just say, "Oh, bugger it! I'll just when you know, like stuff it. I'll just um, I'll just go along with it." You know, it's just to me, it's just amazing. But um, but look, it, it, what I'm saying, it sounds all doom and gloom, but I, I I do I do think we'll come out of it. But like any war, I think there's going to be like massive casualties and uh, and uh, like. And, and our society will never ever be the same after. So um, mm. that's that's going to be the fact. And maybe it needs to change. Maybe maybe it was just always going in a in a really really shit direction. So um, yeah, I think maybe uh, you're right. Uh, maybe we've 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 seen the end of what we knew, uh, what society to be, and what life was. You know, prior to the instigation and the, the, the cataclysm which started the, the, this switch. I won't call it a downfall because now I'm not so sure that it, it actually is a downfall. Something will fall. You know, the society will change. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to, I guess, stay optimistic that it's going to change for the better. Um, but I don't know. I just It is very tough because we we're in uncharted territory right now, boys. Um, yeah. Well, the, the final, if I can add one more thing, please. the final 
my final thing is to confirm these thoughts or whatnot, which, you know, COVID really opened my eyes up to a lot of things. I think it revealed to a lot of people the nature of everyone around us. But one last thing is is whether or not they're going to come for us or not. That's the final question. But I believe that they need us in a sense. Andy just mentioned, you know, that we're completely off their radar. I think they've done the stats. I think they know that. You know, I don't think even when you look at the so-called truth movement, you know, there's not too many people that are even discussing what we're discussing that are on this type of intellectual level. You know, we've seen the conspiracy movement. All the listeners out there will know there's different levels to the conspiracy mm. movement where you get to the bottom realm and it's just completely it, that's what the media says is that represents our movement. You know, these mm. people that are mm. just completely off the rails, you know, that just completely discredit the movement. So when you get to this, you know, how many of us are really here? And when you look at Brave New World, they need the savage reservations to say to the new world, look at those filthy savages out there, you know, look at them. You don't want to be like them. This is why it's so beautiful here. You know, I don't even think they have to like us, but, you know, are they going to come for us in the end? Is is this big vision of forced vaccinations and, you know, taken away to quarantine camps and all this stuff that you see on the internet now. Oh, they're building FEMA camps and we're all going to be taken away. Is that really um, going to be happening? That's the final thing, you know, because if it doesn't get to that point, which, you know, we're seeing overseas that, you know, they're just doing booster shots and everything now and, you know, still trying to get the unvaxxed vaxxed, you know, is it really going to happen that way? I think that's the final key, final question. Mm. I mean, because oh, don't get me wrong, I, I still do believe that there is a cull. I think there's, oh, my opinion is that I think there is definitely a, de- a depopulation agenda. But I don't think they want everyone wiped out. You know, like like we've mentioned uh, and we talked about in the depopulation agenda episode, and our, our awesome Nige put that video to it with backing up with all the, the screenshots from that, you know, Deagle website and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a uh, an absolute wiping out of the world's population. It was. Uh, it, you know, it would be a leveling off in a sense. It was, you know, reducing a lot of the nations to half and things like half of what they are now and stuff. So, you know, is that the percentage of people that are actually, you know, having the uptake in the vaccines and are willingly, you know, being put, putting their hand up and saying, yep, I, I, you know, I'm going to take the vaccine. So I'm going to be the one that's going to be culled, you know, um, and whilst mm. we're the rest, you know, we're the ones are going to be unvaxxed and we're going to keep living and doing what we do. And, you know, we're going to be left... Uh, in the end, still standing when and with a lot less people around around us, and I don't think there's anything we can do to to stop it. To be honest, um, well, that's right, that's right, mate. Do you think you know? Do you think that uh, some of these uh, so-called alternative media sites out there are going a bit far when they're saying, you know, these you know the military is coming for all descendants. You're all going to be rounded up. They don't want any no, free thinkers think left. They're all going to be murdered someday. You know, once this system's in place, they don't want any objectors. That's what a lot of this so-called alternative media out there are saying, that that's the next step. You know, once everyone's all vaccinated and stuff, that's when they come for the dissenters. So, you know, are they really going to, are we part of that plan? You know, there still might be a couple million left over, but they might be epsilons. Are we, do we have a role in that? This is where, you know, I think there's a disservice going on with some of the information out there. Would you agree? Yeah, because, well, yeah. I do agree. Uh, I don't know if that's their intention, though. Uh, I don't know if they're intentionally deserving the narrative, in a sense, or you know, or the, the opinion. 
Um, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's intentional. I kind of think it may be doing a disservice to to that flow of information, but I don't know if it's intentional. Maybe it is on some level. Maybe it is kind of a controlled opposition kind of thing. Um, but I don't think everyone who's got who's getting the vax will die either. That's that's not what I believe. Um, just so just to clarify that part of it as well. I don't think just because you're going to get a vaccine does, doesn't mean you're going to die. But we don't know what we still don't know what the long term effects are. We don't know if it's going to have hereditary things like you know maybe you can't have children in the future. Maybe maybe your children's children That's, will be yeah. unable to have kids, but the rest of us will be able to. So the you know any of us wanting to have kids and stuff, it's you know who aren't vaxxed, uh, now's the time to start doing it because you know if you want the population to get back up um that's the only way to do it but yeah i don't know man. i don't know if it's if it's intentional that, that that's what they're doing with regards to that kind of line of thinking and in the so-called you know truth movement um a lot of people just yeah. it, it might just take them a while maybe i mean i guess kind of look at where we were you know fuck 10 years ago we probably would have jumped on that bandwagon too you know what i mean they just no, i don't think they're they're not there yet in terms of their level of reasoning and, and deep thought on that kind of topic, it's very much just going by what they the hearsay, and uh, you know it sounds sensationalistic. You know, it's and it's gonna it's gonna sell some clicks and likes and you know clickbait kind of stuff if that's what they're doing, pumping out articles or getting followers and stuff just by or creating videos and getting views. You know, it could yeah. just be a bit about that, but I just don't think they're there yet. Like I said, I, fuck, it could have been me t- fucking ten years ago doing those kind of articles. Probably was. Go, go back through the back catalogue, folks, and <laughs> see what I was talking about. Um, yeah. So again, maybe they're just not on our level, mate, and it could take them a couple of years to to realise that. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's a good point, mate. It's a good point. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, I couldn't. I just couldn't say for sure though. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. Um, quick. Topic change. Well, actually, it's probably not even a topic change, but heading over to tottnews.com. Um, I wanted you to just go through, because this this passed just recently, and it kind of could spell a bit of bad news. Who knows? We'll, we'll talk about that now. Australia's controversial online hacking legislation has passed. Controversial bill that will significantly boost the capacity of law enforcement agencies to identify and disrupt serious criminal activity. Online has passed the Senate. Yes, yes, General. No, thanks for that. What is this now? The 125th uh, Amendment since 9-11, something like that. Um, With all of this anti-terror legislation, you know, just this continual uh, creep down on accessing and what they can do and surveil. But, Mm. yeah, a new bill has passed the the Senate, um, the, the controversial online hacking legislation, the surveillance legislation amendment, uh, bill 2021, Identity and uh, Identify and Disrupt Bill, as it's known um, shortly. Um, the Identify and Disrupt Bill, what it's going to do is give the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission some new powers, some new spying powers um, to sort of police online criminal activity. And we first reported this in March of 2020, when our uh, good friend Peter Dutton, General, mm. uh, went to a Five Eyes Alliance meeting. Um, he was over there meeting with all of the heads of intelligence right around the same time that uh, coronavirus was officially declared a pandemic. In fact, he returned two days later, right around the same time there was a Five Eyes meeting going on. What are the odds of that? And <laughs> I think... He, you know, he covered that up by coming back and saying he caught COVID while he was in the US, so nobody uh, thought of that. And 
But what he presented back then in March of 2020 um, was that he called for intelligence powers to be expanded within the Senate. Now, he was obviously in the media, oh, coronavirus, he needs to go away. But behind the scenes, he was making these moves as far back as when the pandemic began. Then in December of 2020, it was introduced and had to go away to a uh, a review by the um, committee, the legislation, you know, surveillance committee that review all of these things. And now this week, it has been passed uh, by both houses. And what it does is it introduces a whole range of new powers, um, but it, it specifically includes the ability to take over a person's online account, collect intelligence from online networks of that person, and even to add, copy, delete, or alter data during the course of an investigation. So they say, we've got network activity warrants, which will obviously be the ones that collect intelligence, data which will be able to disrupt them, which authorizes them to frustrate your online activities by deleting data and by, you know, stopping, let's say, their, you know, their whole thing is, is if you're going to pick up drugs or whatever, they're just going to cut that off. And, you know, this is what they say on the surface. And then they've got the account takeover power where they can uh, take control of a person's online account for the purpose of gathering evidence. Um, so this is what's happening. It, it follows a whole range of other things, as I've said, almost 125 pieces of legislation now. And this one has expanded to the federal police. Um, for the, so instead of just intelligence agencies, which we're normally familiar with, the AFP will also have uh, access to this to apparently stop online activity. And they say this every time, oh, we've got to catch pedophiles online and child trafficking and all this stuff. Whereas the real crimes still go on out there and are never caught, even after 120 bills since 9-11. We still can't catch them pedophiles. Yeah, yeah exactly. But each time we lose more and more freedoms. And this follows, you may recall, the anti-encryption legislation that uh, passed where they're trying to, you know, they have to Facebook, Google, Give all of these companies. Company. Yeah, you've got backdoor access mm. so that they can come in. And this is just more erosion of that freedom <laughs> Supposedly, fellas, in in the name of keeping after us and looking, you know, making us safe. So this is what's introduced, and it's it. What I've argued in this piece is that it's going to assist uh, the Department of uh, Foreign Affairs. They did their disinformation task force, which was formed in I believe April or June of 2020 last year, which was a, a task force that is sort of tasked to go around online. And make sure there's no suspicious uh, anti-democratic activity happening online. So we have a new age thought police that are going to be scouring. And this is what they, they say is um, their powers to do so. Now, as always, I'm very dubious of all of these things, whether they even exist or not. I've covered so much security legislation over the years that sometimes I think they're just copying and pasting it now. And But even if that's not the case... What I recommend everyone does in the, at the end of this article, you know, if they are going to be really targeting these types of people, simple uh, online security uh, methods, you know, can help you bypass this type of stuff, you know, making sure that you're fully aware, 
you know, on residential proxies and IP addresses and what you can do to protect your online information and all this type of stuff. Mm. It's definitely going to help you if they're trying to do these investigations, if, if that is the case. So that's what's happening at the moment with this uh, new online hacking bill. It was very controversial. Last year when it was presented, they said, uh, what was it, an article by New Daily said their title was extremely concerning. Dutton surveillance bill risks undermining Australians' privacy. So that's really what is as being presented general. So I'll throw well, back to you to get your thoughts on that, mate. Well, I don't, I don't care about privacy, man. I've got nothing to hide. Fucking hell! Don't you hear that all the time, hey? So you always get, yeah. you got to fight back with. Well, that's the same as saying you don't care about freedom of speech because you got nothing to say. You know, like, come on, brother, you can't be fucking having that attitude. But yeah, um, clearly, clearly, this is not about stopping the pedophiles because I mean. As we all know, there's a, you know, every every new government that comes in extends the suppression order on uh, naming and shaming the pedophiles within the government themselves. If they wanted to catch the pedophiles, they could literally go and do them right now. Um, so we know it's not about that. That's of course the the selling point. It's always a media spin uh, selling point for any of these this legislation to give it that the fluff piece and look how good it is. Look what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it was even, I think, um, something similar. I'm not sure if you, I don't think you linked it in this, but, um, I think Apple, don't know if it's Google as well. I know Apple for sure, they're going to be changing, um, with one of the latest updates. They're going to give the ability to scan the cloud or your data in the cloud, all the images. And, um, if it's anything that's flagged as it could be, you know, child pornography, then they'll go after you. Um, you know, this, there's that sort of that information creep, you know, that's intrusiveness that's coming through. Of course, they sell it on the point that, look, we're going after the pedophiles, you know, again, they're a protected species within government. So we know it's not about that. Um, yeah. it's always, there's always another agenda. And of course, um, what you've highlighted there is is the other agenda. It's that kind of um, what, what's that um, thought crime? You know, f- that kind of future crime kind of you know. Yeah. In, in, you put there an, an era of thought crime. You're definitely an era of thought crime. Absolutely, but um, it's going to be that case of you know before you've even done anything wrong, they're going to come after you. You know, you haven't actually even perhaps even committed a crime. Maybe you've talked about it in a chat group, or you're you're just a, a an a passive observer in a chat group that is perhaps targeted by these particular laws by the, you know, and the, and the federal police might be investigating something. They might get a list of all the people involved and, hey, if you're in that list, you could probably go to jail and even though you didn't do anything because it was, you know, it's pre-crime. That's what it is, pre-crime. Um, yeah, this, this, all this stuff, it's very concerning. Um, and I think, like you said, you mentioned ways of trying to alleviate that and get around it. Things like getting a VPN, which I use, of course, here at home as well. Uh, I encourage everyone to use a VPN, a really good one. Um, salt your data. Folks, that's a really important one. Everything, your online presence, you need to salt that data. I wish I did it before I even sort of, you know, was aware of this kind of stuff. But any new account or anything I sign up for, oh, yeah, give us your birthday. Yeah, right, oh, here's my birthday. Um, you know, give us your address. Hey, here's my real address. You know, like, come on. Give them as much false information. Use, I've even uploaded, you know, for particular accounts and stuff, if they want a profile picture or whatever for certain things, you know, Facebook being the exception, of course. But um, I put things like, you know, the picture of the premiere and stuff. Yeah, you, know, you put, or you change your name to a female name, all that sort of stuff. It's just referred to as salting your data. So making it, 
um, as difficult to trace back to you as an actual person as possible um, by inputting inputting um, details and things that isn't real. And that's the sort of stuff people need to be a bit more wary of because they use they're going to do this. This they've got the bill, they've got the permission now to go in and do the shit they want to do. And um, what makes us think that they're going to just sit back and idly by and, and just observe this sort of stuff? No, no, no. They want they wanted these powers for a reason. Um, what that reason is right now, we couldn't probably tell you that, but they've definitely got an agenda. Um, otherwise they wouldn't have tabled it to begin with. That's, yeah, that's they want to stop sense. their... Yeah, they want to protect their investment at any cost, mate. You know, we've seen what happens with protesters that are encouraging protests, you know, in these lockdown states who put up flyers and stuff. We've just seen Anthony from Australian versus The Agenda. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he was sent, he was put in jail for a minimum of three months parole, you know, but it was sentenced to eight months. This is what they... Anyone that... Um, is advocating uh, to stop this plan in motion that they're they're not going to be too happy about that. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what it is for for targeting. You know, and then it goes back to that other discussion we had before. It, does it go further than that? It does it go into the realm of you know they're going to target dissenters that aren't even calling for that. You know, people that are just trying to weather the storm and you know take our rights. Yeah, we'll take our rightful place out of society. That's fine. You know, are they going to then continue that? It, it, Either way, if they're not going to do it now, will that happen in the future? I think that there's too many grey areas for, for people to just roll over and let their data and stuff be just sort of exposed with this stuff out there, mate. Mm, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I just forgot my train of thought there, but I, I just remembered, you know, you sort of mentioned, you know, um, the gentleman from Australians First of the Agenda, you know, uh, getting a lot, was he got, was it, he was going to have three months, he got eight months or something, is that what it was? Yeah, it's an eight-month sentence with a minimum parole of three. Okay, so that's that's pretty heavy-handed, right? Because how's this, right? So for a comparison, a Townsville man charged with rape of a woman on a morning walk to be granted bail. Man, 41, arrested and denied bail after refusing to wear a mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the criminals, yeah. the, the real hardened criminals, the guy raping people is allowed bail and set free um but you're not wearing a mask uh, gets you no bail and you're arrested um so yeah that's that's this is yeah this is where the world's going um that's that was in australia folks so that was townsville um crazy crazy stuff but just goes to highlight, right yeah, yeah it kind of says it all right there that's exactly right so they're going to go after the the little guy with this kind of information uh this kind of uh, permission of powers so ando let's um let's get your take on that piece mate Ethan's just taking us through us there i mean Wow. Um, overextension. Uh, are they getting greedy with their powers? I mean, they um, they obviously wanted oh, this for a reason. What would be your take? It's crazy, hey? Well, obviously, I, I think probably, you know, some minds in the government think that, you know, the, the, you know, the slow uptake of vaccines, for example, is basically, you know, social media's fault, you know, spreading disinformation and all of this kind of crap. Um, so maybe that's the the front that they're trying to, you know, uh, push back against, um, trying to get more control on how we communicate with it, with each other. Um, but uh, you know, but they, they've been invading our privacy for many many years. It really the the bill doesn't really surprise me at all. Mm. Yeah, no, it's interesting, Andy. When you when you look at all of this type of stuff and. 
you know, the, we've seen this. I remember covering the the 2014 G20 when they introduced a whole bunch of anti-terrorism legislation then, which allowed them to come into your homes and all this stuff without a warrant if they're intelligence agents and all this stuff. There's just been a constant um, thing, and and we know now with look what happened in Afghanistan. This whole war on terror, BS, Andy's all ended, and that was used for justification to strip away our rights here at home and they didn't even achieve anything the so-called threats not even gone but yet we with the patriot act all of the their sister acts that have less privacy and now they're using the new terrorist andy the boogeyman virus as the same context yeah it's just it's coming coming out us from all different angles now isn't it we're, yeah. we've introduced the um afghani terrorist boogeyman back into the mix and uh <laughs> Hey, Obviously, got the, we got the Rona thing on full scale. You know, hey, mate. The threat. Yep. What's the uh, what's the bet, boys? Are you you back now, General? Yep. Yep. What's what's the bet, boys? That um, something's going to happen next month. Now that you know the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, September next month, ISIS is back on the run. Corona. Uh, Taliban is back be a... in power. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Is is things going to heat up even more? Is there going to be a symbolic event to uh, mark September? 11th mate are these boogeymen also going to threaten our freedoms again like uh, corona is is it going to be a a combination of both moving forward i don't know i mean i wouldn't wouldn't put it past them eh, ando um would not put them past them at all because it's all symbolic and it's all you know all part of their witchcraft but um i thought uh, of this i thought of this sorry andy imagine they their new weapons are the virus mate so imagine our media saying that they've brought coronavirus or they've brought bats over or something like that. They've let them go. They've released, you know. <laughs> Afghani they've, bats. Yeah, they've somehow released the virus into our society or they've, you know, they've somehow disrupted the mask chain so we can't get masks <laughs> now. And <laughs> oh, I kind of want it to happen now. Well, I, I think they needed a new boogeyman, and they now that they're back in power, and the Taliban are back in power, and all this sort of shit. Well, they need they need a new boogeyman. I think the Corona ones are kind of wearing off, and it'll start tapering off maybe in another you know few months or something. But yeah, they've got to keep it going. Um, we get too you know we're we kind of get bored. You know what I mean? Everyone gets bored of things too quickly. So they've been you know they've managed to get this Corona thing going for you know oh, they'll get two years out of it easily but um people get bored and they need something else to scare them so you know it wouldn't surprise me mate if they wanted to do a little anniversary jaunt of uh, 9-11 yeah, yeah who knows oh. boys we'll have to keep an eye on that mm. well, actually i was gonna shit. i was gonna put it to you is actually um we might well because the next episode is going to fall on well it'll be a saturday september 11th is actually the saturday um so we i was thinking maybe we can either do a little um we'll do a show not specifically about it but we might at least uh, provide people with some good resources or to get our get our yeah, just get a, a, a our spin on on the events of the day where were we uh on when it happened and you know how long would it take before we realized it was a hoax or you know, all that sort of stuff and what we think of it now it'd be good to actually kind of talk about we haven't really done much on september 11 on this show so i thought we might 20 years on it might be a good time to actually have a have a chat about it what's your thoughts yeah it's isn't it so strange to think that you know, um, you know, nine eleven and that, and and you think of, like, well, my kids are in their like early twenties, mid twenties, and that, you know, 
they were still wetting their pants when this whole thing went down, you know. That's yeah. how, and now, and now they're all getting married and having kids themselves, and like, man, it's just like it feels almost like a couple of years ago, but it's like more than more than twenty years ago. It's just incredible mm. how time marched on. Well, I had our son Flynn came up to us for the first time ever, kind of out of the blue, and started asking us about nine eleven. What's what's nine eleven? What happened? And and so we <laughs> were like. Oh, it was a big false flag, mate. What happened? You know, it was the so uh, <laughs> straight away telling him, telling him yeah, our version, of course, the real version. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, oh, well, you know, when you, you know, I've got some good resources you can check up on, mate, and you know, like if you want to really know about it, you know, we can have a good check and sit down, and chat about it and stuff. So we kind of gave him a quick brief summary, but um, I think because they're going to get at that age now where it's it's kind of in their face, and you know, the, the people they look at and follow and talk with to and are kind of talking about it as well, and they. Yeah, you know, it's come up, and he didn't know anything about it, of course, because he was, you know, he wasn't even didn't exist when it happened, you know. So he was only, fuck, when it was, uh, he was three years old on the tenth anniversary. So anyway, yeah, wow, mm. yeah. yeah, every yeah, a every lot of people generation. don't know what it is. Yeah, mm. a lot of the younger people. It's amazing. People. Yeah, that's what that's my point, Ethan. It's sort of like when when um you know you're talking to someone in their twenties and stuff, and they give you this blank look about nine eleven and stuff. They've, that they never really in, like looked into it or whatever. You know, I guess it's, it's probably like um, you know for for like like a JFK event in in like my lifetime. It's mm. sort of something that it wasn't wasn't didn't really happen. You know, like while I was you know alive, really. It's 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 like a, a previous generation's thing. You know. Yeah. Well, was, you know they they're in the generation of COVID now. So when they're twenty years on, they'll be. You know, their kids would be going, what happened in 2020? You know, like, what's this COVID? You know, <laughs> that's what they'll be doing. And that was that was their false flag, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, if have, that's if they can have kids. You know, that's not a problem. <laughs> Fuck, I might have to start having some more kids, mate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, good oh, point. Yeah, you're, you're still young enough. Yeah, get yeah. Danny all cranked up. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's, either way, it's fun to practice anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, just quickly. Um, yes. I didn't want to spin off it too much, but uh, the presidency is looming up. I mean, in the in the um, fake media is sort of like drumming, drumming it and drumming it and drumming it. But Biden has to be rolled and be replaced or or shipped off to the nursing home sometime soon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's got to be. He's too I mean, senile. That's good. It's it's coming. I mean, it's coming as as like clear as day follows night, surely. Yeah. And and uh, that Camilla Harris has to step up as being the uh, the queen bitch. She'll she'll be running the world. Like I reckon, I reckon within six weeks anyway. Let's oh see. Well, look, it, I, if she gets in, I think we may even see another assassination attempt. To be honest, and that'll be the next catalyst for the next big thing, probably, or you know. Who knows? Yeah, there's definitely yeah. there's something there. There is definitely you're right. There's something there to keep an eye on. And then something will I think something will evolve out of it. Uh, I mean, it could be it very well could be the next big thing. Who knows? Uh, but uh, very interesting. Imagine be imagine imagine being a, like a normie American and you you think the threat of ISIS is real, and then you've got Sleepy Joe as your president. You know, oh. that's your that's your commander in chief. Oh. It's it's, it's embarrassing, it's, isn't it's it? It's a struggle. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I would, 
If I, yeah, honestly, for all the Americans that do listen to this, I feel sorry for the guy, for you guys that are awake to who this fucker is and the pedophile that he is. I mean, I'd be so embarrassed that this guy is running, well, running the show or is in that position of running the show. He's not running anything. Um, yeah, just I feel sorry for him. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, it's such a shit, shit show. show. Yeah, uh, jinx. Yeah. But we have slow mo. We have slow mo, so we're not completely, you know out of the shit show ourselves so you know it's all right don't feel don't feel lonely <laughs> i've got oh here it is i was looking for oh no that's not the right one fuck i thought i had a i had a i had it saved it was a video of when fuck stick biden was on his campaign trails oh, i don't have it saved anyway and he's just one of his gaffes and he's up on stage and he goes something like we're gonna secure the energy to pressure and then the crowd, he doesn't even make sense. And the crowd just goes, yeah, and starts cheering for him. Like, And then they put subtitles as to what it actually means. It's like, you know, it's all like just garbled. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, children in depression. And so that's literally what he says. It's fucking ridiculous. I'll have to find the clip and put it in the show notes. The renter crowd. It, yeah, yeah, the renter crowd, crowd, yeah. I do find it funny <laughs> that they, they, I mean, he's probably still just another puppet, but I do find it funny how much they, they love Trump and they want Trump back and all that sort of stuff. I mean... They don't really run anything, do they? But I mean, it was interesting. Things were a lot more interesting when he was in power. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, the good old Trump era, mate. The Wu flu era. Yeah, the Wu flu era. <laughs> like Trump's Trump's been Trump's been off the boil too, you know, in regards to talking talking vaccines up and all this kind of crap. So I just I don't know. Just American American politics is just. In the sewer, what a, it's just an absolute cut. mind soup. That fucking miracle politics, yeah. and it's it's extra reinforced because of how entertaining the Trump presidency was. Like Biden's even worse, juxtapositioning beside him. You know, put a small person beside a tall person, it makes one look bigger and the other one look smaller. You know, it's just um, it's made even more just sort of bland and depressing because of how how you know flamboyant and out there Trump was. Now it's just like ugh. Totally, man. Yeah, just a just a little old man bureaucrat shoved up there. Oh, he's a yeah, they won't. Yeah, he's a career they politician. Re, they won't recap that. Yeah. yeah, they won't be able to. I, I, we said that. You know, hope you enjoyed season thirty-four or whatever it was of America. You'll be, you'll be fine to top. It'll be hard to top story um, telling like that again. I think that was their. You know, he was the Hulk Hogan of politics, mate. You won't see another one like him. Do you reckon he'll come back? Not sure. When's the we still got like what three years? What's the world going to look like then? <laughs> Trump going up against what the the president of China in the new state of United States of China. <laughs> Something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? They they might do that just to keep things interesting. You know, bring him back in to dance around and distract people again, and yeah. You know, Head out on the way back. You know, he can come back and brag about how well his vaccine program that he he developed is going. That's what really gets me. Really, just oh man, I just uh, I don't want to get into that whole Trump thing, but man, I just um, like last year. You know, if if there was any hope from an American, then you know there was a glimmer of hope that at least he might have been able to sort of you know like do something, but. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I just uh, all hope has subsided in my in my thoughts as, with that bloke and anything else to do with um, Americans whatsoever. Just um, it's so so sad and so disappointing from that angle. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ethan always said that uh, you know called it out with um, Trump and and how what a load of nonsense it was. But, yeah, uh, I have uh, you know. I have to concede he's absolutely right. <clears throat> and, um, and I wanted him to be real. Like, I wanted that change and everything, you know. I was hopeful for that. I wanted that to occur, you know. I just didn't really, you know, see it see it manifesting, you know. And I thought it was with coronavirus. I was like, well, come on, people. You stop, stop relying on stick to the plan and hold the line and all this stuff. And this one person's going to save you. We're in the midst of coronavirus right now. We need action. You know, and too many people were dragged along all the way till November and January, and by that point they'd already developed the vaccine and everything. You know, so many of our uh, warriors for freedom were just sort of caught up, just believing that change would come, whether he was genuine or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the disappointing part of it all. Really, was we lost so much action. Yeah, totally right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, here it is. I'll see if it'll play through the phone, boys. It's fucking. This is the best one ever. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to pressure. True international over to pressure. True international over to pressure. And it goes to like uh, Jim Carrey and that uh, Bruce Almighty and Steve Carell fucking blah, 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 blah. <laughs> True international over to pressure. Oh, he's going to mobilize an effective strategy to, to depression. Oh, fucking hell. It's so funny. Oh, I'll put that in the show. People will love that one. I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. I just love they took the troops out. And they just like, they killed all those Marines apparently. And then it's just like, we're, we vow revenge against Afghanistan. Like, what, are you going to invade them, mate? Yeah. What's, what's going on? Like, come on. Another invasion. <laughs> One more time. Oh, I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over to pressure. True and international over to pressure. True and international over to pressure. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> oh, what a fucking General, idiot. That's that, who's running that, the country. That, that movie, Idiocracy, I mean, it's just getting closer and closer and closer to being actual reality. Okay, hands, cards on the table. One of the ones I don't know how. I have not seen that movie, but it's on my list. I'm going to. Oh. I know, I know. How have I not seen this fucking movie? Everyone says that. I'm going to fucking fuck. I'm going to download it right now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Idiocracy. Oh, Idiocracy, man. You've got to watch that. I'll I'll be testing you on the next show just to get a summary of that movie. Yeah, we're going to watch it. All right. Uh, good old Pirate Bay. Downloading right now. There you go, government. Pirate Bay. Still using it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Boom. There we go. It's downloading as we speak. Awesome. All right. I'll fucking watch that soon. All right. Well, that's a, that's about a wrap, I think, for tonight, boys. I've got nothing else to, to add for this. Well, I, had, well, I was going to talk about that land titles business, but I might leave that for another one. Um... I think we're already uh, about an hour and a half now anyway, so we might wrap it up there, fellas. Thanks again for a nice little little wrap-up of the last couple of weeks for this particular show, episode 22. Two left in the season. 
that's why I think it might be good to, well, we might just do one more for the season and wrap it up with 9-11 maybe because it's going to fall on pretty much on that day when we do the next show. So um be good to, good to get that out in the open anyway. Uh, we'll go over that during the week. But thanks, Bruce. Yeah, I think there'll be, there's plenty in that one. So we can, yeah, we can talk yeah. about that forever. And everyone loves it. Oh, any, anyone who talks about 9-11, I'm always all ears. I want to hear about it anyway. So on anyone's podcast, you know, I just it's just such a good topic. Um, lots of meat in that one. But anyway, Ethan, thanks, man, for coming on. I appreciate your time, brother, and the work you do at tottnews.com. Once again, everyone, please head over, join up as a member, and support the great work coming out of that website and from the man himself. Ando? No, thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Thanks, gentlemen. Ando, yeah, thanks for coming on for a chat, brother. All the best. And... Um, Stay safe out there, boys. I mean, uh, make sure you wear your mask and wash your hands and uh, get your vaccines, okay? <laughs> hey, don't, don't, effing say, don't ever say the safe word again. I'm over it. Stop it. Children <laughs> uh, depression. That's my safe word. All right. Let's see, boys. <laughs> Later. Talk to you. Bye. You have been listening to the General Knowledge Podcast. Please show your support for alternative independent media in Australia and join our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash real news Australia. of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immense interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things. For themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beal? You get up on your little 21-inch screen and howl about America and democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide and Exxon. Those are the nations of the the world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business, Mr. Beale.